Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hello. Oh, she uh, walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it like a talk it. You. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it like a talk it. Hey. Walk it like a talk it. Walk it. Walk it. Welcome back to Fry Dudes. Another heavy week. We need you. We need you in the name of love. We need more of you across this world. Uh, for those who don't know, you can't tell from our accents, a lot of these guys are from the Twin Cities area, Minneapolis, St. Paul. And unless you've been living under a rock, uh, um, epicenter of, of uh, racist outcry and for justice, uh, a gentleman named George and his life wrongly taken. And what do we have to say about racism? A lot. So here you go. All right, welcome to Fry Dudes, and we already usually we, I, I like to start with light, and uh, but we're heavy. And for those that just joined us and not exactly aware where this originates, we do originate. Most of us are out of the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. If you haven't detected from our accents already, and for anyone that's been in the news, we finally moved off of some uh, virus news, and now we've gotten into the pandemic of anger and hate and uh, an epidemic and a virus that's affected our society since the beginning of time. And it's hard. It's uh, in other communities are probably like, welcome to the club. I mean, St. Louis has gone through this. We've seen the riots and the destruction in LA before Houston, other areas. I'm, I'm not naive to know this doesn't happen, but this is really, this is pretty serious right now. What's going on. And we'd be remiss if we don't talk about it. But as I love these fry dudes, and as this is the deep session, right, where they're not ashamed to bring up certain verses and certain callings. And I've already encouraged them prior to this, as we got into it. Uh, it does. The Bible tells us to be slow to speak, slow to get angry, and uh, that's part of the problem that's going on right now. It also says uh, the tongue reflects the heart. And by the way, I get the anger. Uh, there already were some dudes that spoke up early in the week, just outraged uh, before the riots, just on the simple, horrific video and act of what happened to George. And, um, but now it's blown up. I mean, it's, it's, it's gone way off kilter, but I am going to go back to the core a little bit and we could, we could pick apart and, and, and talk about the riots and how that part's wrong too. And maybe we do, but let, let me get to racism just point blank. Anyone who calls himself a Christian, there is not room for racism. I mean, there, there are flaws. We, we, we will go off track at times, no matter what your shaded of, of skin color and creed. But just uh, speaking as one of the representatives here and the facilitators, uh, love God, love others. I go to that one-two punch all the time because those are the two most important commandments. And I know, I just from the bottom of my heart, there is no room for racism. There's no room for hate of anyone from any skin color. That's just, if, you, if you're a true Christian, that is absolutely something you need to be striving for. And I am thankful to grow up in a household where I had a dad that got that. So I am a beneficiary of that. My dad, as we lead up to Father's Day here coming up, I guess this is an ode to him. I mean, he told me from the get-go, do not ever, ever judge anyone by the shade of their skin color. And I know many of you here in this group and those listening didn't have that luxury. 
didn't grow up with that. Um, or we're told that the system was stacked against you on the other side, that people hate you and they don't want you to rise up. That's not the household I grew up in. Uh, I, we didn't get everything right in our household, but we, we, I do believe we got right was racial relations. My dad loved and, and it still loves people of all color and creed for that matter. And uh, personally, Martin Luther King is one of my heroes. So if you have a racist bone in your body, this is not your podcast. This just... This, this just isn't. I absolutely fervently uh, believe that you should judge someone by the content of their character, not by the color of their skin. And there is absolutely something much deeper going on here. Make no mistake about it. Uh, the spark might have been um, a police officer way out of protocol, and, and I, that, that was just wrong to me. And I, by the way, I checked with one of my police officer buddies, asked him about protocol, and he said the guy was definitely out of line. So there's definite justification for anger there. But now, loving God, loving others, right? Um, loving our neighbor as ourself. When we start destroying our neighbor's property out of anger, when we start taking advantage of our neighbor's businesses, that now we're ugly on the other side. And it's just a vicious cycle of, of, of darkness. But if I can f choose to focus on anyone, it's just going to be on the minimization or, or at least working on, at least know where we stand. Uh, we want to eliminate racism. We want to encourage love. We want more love in our society. If you want more love in your society, then this is your podcast. This is what we want to spread. Do we want to spread more love and less judgment and hate? So, uh, I warned the guys, I already had some stuff, um, uh, already queued up and, uh, we've had some bandwidth issues, so I'm not sure how much they got of that, but I know you got all that. So those that are listening recording, so I'm going to open it up. Um, and dudes, anyone wants to unmute, otherwise I'll, I'll keep going. Hey Tom, this is, uh, Greg here. Yeah. Gee, um, good to hear your brother. Yeah. Just some things that have been on my heart, not, not to, not to focus on the racism piece of it, but, you know, um, you know, things that I think about, you know, individual decisions, right. Mm. Um, I think about, I think about the cop in this case, you know, and I think about George Floyd in this case and, you know, they were at that point in time in their life, you know, with, you know, the decisions that were made. Right. And they yeah. came together at that point. Yeah. Okay. And then I look at the individual decisions of the protesters and then, and then the rioters, right. And, and the individual responsibility, um, and, and character and integrity and, and, you know, as a whole, and, and, and then, and then look at it from, from your individual standpoint, when you create or you have a terrible decision, you've, you've, you've made a really bad decision. Yeah. This is kind of, you know, you look out and look at the ripple effects Ugh. that's visible and on TV of this terrible decision. Huge. Right. Right. And then you think about your individual decisions and, and say you have an individual terrible decision, but there's ripple effects that you don't see. Right. That, that you don't know how you're impacting people and, and just kind of thinking about it from that vantage point. Um, 
I think we have a huge lack of leadership in, in our culture today. I think courage and leadership is really lacking. Mm. Um, I think people are built to conform versus lead. And, you know, hopefully from this failure, this huge failure, um, something really good will come out of it. Oof, you know? that is deep, um, gee. That is so deep. And like I said, there's definitely something deeper going on here. Yeah. There is a, a spiritual battle, I firmly believe. So oh, there's my 10-minute warning already. We're already into the thick of it. No, thank you, G. I appreciate that. There's definitely something deeper here. I know we won't solve it all, but we are going to to be continued uh, on that. And Romans 8.28 comes to mind again. It's, we almost quote it every week. Uh, what good will come out of bad, but, but for those that seek God, that, that, that seek Him, we'll see what's coming out of that. We'll see, hopefully, a new leader emerge um, maybe it's Patrick, Patrick Ray, who's been on our, our, I think our second episode was about Minneapolis and the work that their church is doing to try to build up that community long before we knew any of this was going to happen. Um, I don't know, but gee, I love your heart. Thank you, brother. All right. Who's got next? You know, Tom, one thing I was thinking is, uh, you know, you talked about Romans eight twenty eight. you know, just how God's in control and he is, you know, and Jesus, uh, says not a bird falls to the ground without God knowing about it, you know, and just, it just takes time to, for God's will to kind of be revealed. And I think it takes time for people to really process and understand how they really feel about this. I mean, how, you know, it's like this happened, but there's an emotional response that people have and, and, and like they're protesting and then there's people angry on both sides, but it's like, you know, like the African-American community, they may not really, I mean, they may not really know how they feel about this. Is this thing typical of Minneapolis? Is this what the police always do? You know, or, or is it just this one thing that's outraged? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it just, it takes time for things to so, settle down and to understand and process. And, and these quick responses, I don't think that they're going to benefit anybody, you know, it's just it's kind of difficult. Thank you, Peter. I love you, man. And um, appreciate that perspective. And by the way, talking about to be continued fringe, we're also going to be tackling the subject. And what's interesting is, um, you know, uh, talk about our striving to be d diversified. And I really want that. I yearn for that. So I've, I've invited Brother Willie in the past to this, um, a brother named Clifton. Uh, Peter from Kenya has been kind enough to bless us with his presence when he makes it. Uh, I would love to talk about this, but you know what's interesting is when I do ask them, hey, I, I, I would love to do kind of an interview or a one-on-one -on -one or a group subject matter on this whole, you know, what are your feelings? What are your perceptions? How, how have you seen uh, society treated? I really want to just get the bottom of the truth. There's something darker, deeper going on because most of them are like, uh, I don't really feel like maybe they're just a voice shy, but it's, it's, it's a heavy subject, man. They, it, they weren't jumping at wanting to talk about it. So, uh, it's, it's something we're going to have to further, uh, delve into as, as we can, but I appreciate your heart, Peter. All right. Who's got next? Casey, I know you got something. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, are you, I'm are you just being slow to speak, slow to get angry? What, is that what you're what, doing right now? 
Yeah, so, well, yeah, so I, I'll say this. Um, as of right now, one one thing that I do, so I'm never the first person to post about something. Um, I'm almost always a day behind everyone else. And a big reason for that is because I think that we need a time to grieve. Mm. I think that you need a day to grieve what's happened. Yeah. And then you take that day of grief to pray and meditate and be thoughtful about what your response is going to be. Because I don't want, what I don't want for myself is I don't want to act out of anger and just let this flare up and then have it completely die out in two weeks when, when uh, George's name is pushed aside and some other news topic is brought up. I actually want to bring about racial reconciliation. I want to bring about uh, seeing our police officers uh, seen as just again and seen as authority again and respectable again. Mm. And I want to know what I can do. And so instead of me just lashing out, I want to, I want to really meditate and ask God, what is my role as as a white male in this country, what is my role? Because I have a voice, I have a place here, but what is it? Because I want, I really, I, we're all God's children. That's right. God sees us all. And I believe that God, as that man was, was pleading and taking his last breath, I believe that God was mourning, was weeping with him. But I also think that God's, weeping with with the police officers like Phil who are I, I know Phil and and I see his character and I see how humble he is and yeah. and how he does care about justice and to hear some of my friends say I don't believe that there's a such thing as a good cop when I when I hear about Phil talking about how how many of his colleagues have stopped suicides or help lessen suicides in this time or yeah. or save lives of those who are ODing or or finding people in bathtubs and how horrific that has to be like my heart breaks for police officers who who have to say that they're construction workers to people who ask what they do because they're too ashamed to say that they're a police officer because of yeah. what their colleagues have done and so I feel it on both sides where I would I'd love to go and break some windows because on the inside, that's what I feel. I feel this brokenness of our culture. I feel this mourning and that would help alleviate it. But I don't think that that's going to help anyone. Wow. Jogging Jesus, Casey. Thank you, brother. There's a lot there. And I do appreciate you bringing up uh, yeah, some of our uh, brothers that are police officers. And oh, I just... Right. I imagine a lot of these guys just want to quit. Right. And then, um, listen, we want loving. We, I, you want, you, as Casey mentioned, this guy, Phil, we know you want more officers like that guy representing you and whatever your skin color. This is a great guy, a great heart. We can both vouch for him. There are, there absolutely are good police officers out there. We know it. We, we know them personally. Um, and society on the flip side of this, um, uh, you want you want uh, you want to see a society with anarchy? Well, that's what's happening right now. People saying that it looks like a bomb went off in parts of Minneapolis and St. Paul, and it could spread. 
This is this is the price that we pay when we don't have any type of order uh, at all. So there's a there's a counterbalance to this, and I love Greg where you led with just talking about decision. So um, I knew we weren't going to solve this all today. I knew this was going to be part vent, but hopefully you heard the heart though from these guys as they talk. We want peace. We want love. We want to love to end poverty. We've personally actually tackled, talk about giving, Jared talked about giving earlier, how we want to give. We've, we've actually attempted to build up and, and create paths for others to get out of poverty in, in our cities. So uh, mixed results, I have to say, but to be continued on that. All right, one minute challenges, we'll wrap up. Anybody else? Yeah. So as I've looked, as I've, as I've said before, I love history. Mm. And so when I'm looking at how, how do we fix this problem or how do we at least take a step forwards and hand it off in a positive direction to those who are going to come after us, I, I want to look at those who have done it successfully. So, so just to name a few, as far as like when, when it's, when it's, people being pushed down, um, how did some leaders step up? So Mother Teresa, for example, she brought, she brought value to those who are called untouchable in India. I mean, you want to talk about oppression, just imagine that people believe that to help you out means that, means that they're going against the gods because the gods put you in that position. Uh, Gandhi, who stood up against the British rule um, during the, the salt march and peacefully like all of these people continue to protest peacefully martin luther king it's it's i struggle because it feels like peace it's easy to say march peacefully or do these things peacefully they understand why people are are doing these things but it what has worked in the past has been peace, has been love. As Martin Luther King says, hate cannot stifle or cannot put out hate. And so, man, I don't know that these, that these riots are really helping anything. Yeah. You know, one thing uh, too is the scriptures talk about how it is God's will that we submit to the authorities. Okay. There's not many things in the Bible where it talks about what's God's will. It, that is a very important thing. And the police have authority, okay? They're not perfect, whatever they've got going. But that's, as a Christian, it's like, I, I, I think it's important we remove ourselves from that situation that happened and recognize God's will here, okay? He doesn't say what the, you know, the authorities, whatever they are. the, the And that, that's a big deal, I believe. Well, Peter, that might be a perfect note to end on. On, on the flip side... It's God's, it's God's will that we shall not murder. No, no, no. Right. So let, let me, let so me give what it. do you do? What do you do when the. You guys broke Were up. Were you going to say something, Tom, or did you break up? Yeah, no, I think we're both breaking up, um, which is interesting timing on this. Okay. I'm going to yeah, leave. I think that. No, I hear you loud and clear, Casey. It absolutely says thou shalt not murder. There's a balance, counterbalance to this. So now I want to, we'll just, I guess we're going to just call it utopian for right now. 
Imagine a police force, if they're truly tuned into Christ, then they're loving. We wouldn't have had, we just wouldn't have had the George situation, right? On the flip side, um, uh, are, are, are we respecting authority back, right? That's the ultimate. I think that's the ultimate. We got mutual respect going both ways, and clearly that's been lost. So we're going to encourage, of course, for peace and mutual respect, but it is a two-way street. And I still, again, I love G's statement about decision and in direction and which way are we going to go? Uh, are we, we going to go on the path of hate um, and murder and destruction? Or are we going to go on the path of uh, love, peace, and encouragement? And what kind of society do you want to live in? Period. So something to ponder. All right. Thanks for joining us for another heavy week. We will tackle brutal. We will tackle the biggest problems that ravage our world. What if we all did that? What if we all stood for peace and love and harmony? If you're a Christian, that is your mandate. If you know a Christian that isn't exactly doing that, then loving them, call them out. If you truly love Jesus, I, don't, I really don't know how you can be racist. It goes against everything that Jesus stood for. And for you, those that mock, those that love Jesus, or you're being mocked for loving peace and harmony, note this. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Those are Jesus' words in Matt 5, 11. Racism equals hate. Jesus equals love. If you truly study his words and implement that, you will get that. You will shine it. If not, you're just a poser. So, if you're sick and tired of COVID and fearing death or riots, um, racism, etc., will you join us? Will you join the Brotherhood? And if you haven't done it yet, just go along with me here. Just say, Heavenly Father, I am sick and tired of this broken world. I'm sick and tired of being full of fear and anxiety, sick of the hate that's in this world that everyone seems to be perpetuating through social media, etc. I want more love. I want more peace in my life. Jesus Christ, please come into my life. Show me, then. Show me the way. Amen.
Yeah. 